ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, July 14th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to take a look at what's happening with the TBT. We're a few days away. we got John Elmore joining us here in a few minutes to talk about Saturday's matchup with Team DRC. TBT at the Charleston Coliseum. High noon for the Thundering Herd alumni team taking on Team DRC. So John's coming up in the next few minutes. We're going to talk to him. Also, CBS Sports releasing their hot seat list, and I've got all the Conference USA coaches. I'll tell you which coach in Conference USA is on the hot seat and which coach is untouchable. The rankings are from zero, which is untouchable, to five, win or be fired. And there are some coaches that are at the zero rank, and then there are coaches that are approaching the five. No one's at the five just yet. But we're going to break all of that down. We'll get your phone calls in, as I mentioned, on the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also, you can find me on social media at Paul Swan. The Facebook group is The Drive with Paul Swan and the Twitter handle, as I mentioned, at Paul Swan. We start the show off today on a sad note. Jaquan Yuley was killed in a crash Tuesday night in Suffolk, Virginia. Officials there said police and fire rescue units responded a little bit after 7 o'clock. It was about 7.10. It was a single vehicle crash on Leafwood Road near South Quay Road. When the units arrived, reports indicate that they found a passenger vehicle flipped onto its roof. Yuli was driving the vehicle. He was pronounced dead at the scene. It was a single occupant accident, single vehicle accident. The uh, case is ongoing at this moment. And I hate that I, I don't know how to express what I was feeling last night. I still don't when I just heard the news. Now, Jaquan was one of those guys we didn't get to know the way we wanted to in some respects because injuries were an issue for him. Made his first career start in 2019. It was a victory against VMI, but he had to leave that game. He had an injury, broke his neck, and did not get to play in 2019. And you had so much hope for him. You saw flashes in him. You wanted him to really succeed. And he was declared medically ineligible. And so he decided to leave the university wanted to move on. He wanted to try to find a different path for him and continue his college playing career. He had just been medically cleared. He was about to commit to a university. He had narrowed his choices down. So he did have some options. And we were hopeful that he would find success elsewhere. He was loved by the fans. If, if you got to know him, he was loved by the fans. Unfortunately, in my particular realm we didn't have that many interactions 
not too many post-game opportunities, not too many chances to really talk to him because, again, you know, he didn't have the playing time. He didn't have the opportunities. Injuries really plagued him, and unfortunately, he's gone too soon. So, tragic. It's sad. I just didn't know how to express myself last night, as so many people have. Doc Holliday got on Twitter today. He said it was a sad day for all who knew Jaquan Yuli. Added, he is one of the toughest and most resilient football players I've ever been around, but more, he was beloved by coaches and teammates because of the type of person he was. He will be missed. And that was his former coach, Doc Holliday. Unfortunately, the news got out last night, and we didn't know all the details. So there was a lot of speculation what happened. And, and that's the worst part. You, you, you start to see the news, but you don't have all the details. And the release comes out today. Uh, Marshall waiting until confirmation from the family. Marshall comes out with the release. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of former Marshall football student-athlete Jaquan Yuli. His energy and ability to connect with so many in our fan base was exemplary. He will be missed by so many in the thundering herd. So that was heard coming out with the release today on him. And really, I don't know how many more... I don't know how many more words I can come up with because I, I just – it was kind of shocking. It was sudden. It's shocking. Mike Hamry tweeted earlier today, heartbroken. The Marshall University family mourns the loss of Jaquan Uli. And as a former athletic director, he knows all these guys. He's He's interacting with them a lot as well, not just your former football coach, but – your athletic director, big into interaction with the student-athletes. So I'm sure that was tough on him as well. But uh, I just didn't have words. I still don't have words. I, I, I don't know how to verbalize it. And I'm sure you don't as well. And so we're here for you. Just still sad, pretty sad. And, I mean, that's that's where I'm at right now. I, just, I, I don't know – how to express how I'm feeling other than I can just echo the sentiments of a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hate, hate it for him. He's a fan favorite. Yeah. You hate to see someone so young. You hate to see anyone. You hate to see someone so young. It makes it more tragic. You hate to see someone who had promising future. And I'll just second, I'll just second the uh, sentiments of so many people, you know, there are times when it's going to be the last time with somebody. So make them count. Make them count. John Elmore is coming up on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him. We'll go over what happened last night in the All-Star game. We've got the NBA Finals to talk to you about as well. All of that's coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now one of the all-time greats of Marshall University basketball and also a TBT legend. I'm talking, of course, about John Elmore, not Aunt Elmore, John Elmore, who's joining us now on the program. I mean, I know he's your brother, but forget him, man. You're the star of this team. You know it. I mean, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. No, I'm just kidding. I love him. Um, the TBT loves him. I'm glad to be playing with him again, so it's exciting. You've been uh, practicing this week in, in South Charleston, getting ready for this tournament. What's your process been like getting set for this year's version? You don't have to go through quarantine protocol or anything like that, so you can just focus more on basketball. Yeah, man, it's been exciting. Um, we had a couple flight problems, but we got everybody here. I think we're going on to day three and a half of practice. Um, want to give a big shout out to the South, city of South Charleston for let us, letting us use the South Charleston Community Center and then um, West Virginia State University for letting us use their gym as well. Uh, we've had some big time practices and been getting after it. So we're really looking forward to this team and the tournament this year. I know some teams, I'm not going to name names, some teams have been scrimmaging. You haven't done that yet. Do you think that the way you're going about it is – is more conducive to what you're trying to put together than just going out and scrimmaging some teams just, just to get a game in? You know, how are you going about this? Um, you know, I have, I have seen some of the teams have been playing exhibition games, stuff like that. Um, we've, been, we've been doing a lot of inter-squad scrimmaging. Uh, in fact, we have an inter-squad scrimmage tonight at 530 at the South Charleston Community Center. Um, people are welcome to come to that. It's available. But, um, you know, we just – we're trying to get everybody meshed together. We don't really have a week of practice. It's not like we have a full season with these guys to get the chemistry built up. So we're all locked in trying to get on the same page and get as good as we can for when that first game tips off. Now, how does this work? Is there a restriction on when you can actually get together as a team or is it up to each team to, to figure out what works for them logistically? How does all that work? Um, you know, it's up to each team logistically um you know a lot of finances go into it as well so just depending on teams budgets etc but i mean it's hard getting everybody on the same page um you know some of our guys live in west virginia so that's pretty easy but we've got one guy that had to come from phoenix we've got one guy that was in dallas and one guy that was in florida so you're trying to get everybody scheduled to get here on the same days which is hard everybody's got their own life everybody's got their own family and stuff going on so we just try to compact it to the few days before the tournament just so we we go out there and we look pretty sharp from the jump. What does this version of Heard That look like compared to last year? Where do you think you're better? Where do you think you need to get better? Or is it all around you just a better product? Um, you know, the goal is a better product. Um, we had some great pieces last year that weren't able to come back, so we had to kind of regroup and make some additions. I think we're definitely bigger this year. I think we're more athletic. Um, I think we're going to defend a lot better. So I think the length and athleticism that we've added this year, um, you know, hopefully puts us over the top and gets us to that $1 million prize. John Elmore joins me, former Thundering Herd great, now heading up the TBT entry. Heard that. Tournament's taking place Saturday at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum, taking on Team DRC, opening up the whole tournament. Uh, now that we're just actually a few days away from it, has it hit you yet that it's finally happening, all this hard work is paying off, and you're starting off the tournament in your home state? Yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. 
a hundred percent. Um, I think it's just an awesome opportunity for, um, the Marshall fans, West Virginia fans, um, Charleston basketball fans in general to get out and watch a lot of these pro guys from all over the world, the former college stars, um, that people remember and haven't seen play in a long time. So, uh, I think it's an awesome opportunity. And like I said, um, we're gearing up, man. I think we have a squad practices. These practices these past few days have been great. Um, we have a few more days until we have to be ready, but man, I'm excited. John Elmore joining me and you're getting the team ready and you look at just the support you've gotten from the fans. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It, it feels like th- we we expect this every year now. This is just a part of our summer now. I mean, you, you got to feel really good to know that you've kind of established something here that we all look forward to. I mean, years ago, we didn't know what this tournament was all about, and it just blew up, and here you are right in the middle of it. No, and I think, like you said, I think the fan base at Marshall is one of the reasons that the TBT organization has kind of gravitated towards us. Um, we're, I mean, we're one of the co-hosts, so that definitely speaks volumes to what Marshall fans have to offer and the support level that we get. Um, it's just an awesome opportunity. I mean, James Kelly, I hadn't seen him in seven years. I believe it was six years. Um, so getting to play with him again, Ryan Taylor coaching, Stevie Browning, we were roommates in college. Um, getting back together with all these guys that we had, I mean, so many big time memories with going through college and basketball and everything on that aspect. Um, it's pretty pretty neat, but like you said, I mean, the fan support um, on social media, all the people that have told me they bought tickets and can't wait to see us play again. Oh man, we're 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 ready and can't wait for that first tip off on Saturday at noon on ESPN. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's the big one, ESPN. Some of these games are going to be on ESPN three, not this one. The first one's right there for everyone to see, and you're you're heading the way here. You're leading the charge and. Uh, I'm kind of curious, just, just to go off a different path, just a, for a second. You've done a great job of marketing yourself, marketing this team, going out there, taking advantage of everything that you possibly can to get this going. And it kind of feels like a few years ago, if name, image, and likeness was a thing, you would have probably been on the forefront of that as well. You know, could you talk a little bit about that, just the fact now that you – know, the things that you're doing, you could have done a few years ago if this thing was in place as far as you know, taking advantage of opportunities that you're doing now. Man, I'm jealous to say the least. Um, I would have liked to kind of benefit off my name because we, we had great teams at Marshall. Lucky to have the teammates I have, but we had a lot of success making the tournament, winning the game. But, you know, I think it's awesome for guys now to have the opportunity. I mean, you've got to go to class and you've got to produce on the court, but if you're doing those, why shouldn't you be able to benefit from your name and all the hard work you put in growing up? So, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for guys to, I mean, make a little money on the side while doing what they've worked their whole life to do. Um, so I'm just excited to see where that goes. And, you know, I always watch the Marshall games and root for the guys. So I'm happy for them. Any chance, uh, has anyone maybe leaned on you a little bit and say, hey, hey, John, you know, how should I go about this yet? Have you got to that point where uh, they're, they're calling you up because you're the seasoned pro here now? Uh, not really, man. I have a great relationship with some of the guys that are still there. Um, still talk with the coaching staff a lot. So, you know, I definitely keep in touch and I want to give it back as much as I can and be around as much as I can because 
I know how lucky I was to have been in Marshall and had the time that I did, so I'm forever grateful for that. John Elmore joins me. The TBT is taking place on Saturday. Heard that taking on Team DRC. And I guess we should talk a little bit about your opponent. What can you tell us about them uh, as we get closer to the actual game? Um, It's funny. When we got the initial draw and the, the brackets came out, I was actually teammates with two of their better players this year in Greece. Um, so I'm real familiar with them. One of their, I think their starting point guard, I played against him in Greece this year as well. So uh, it's crazy how small the basketball world really is because first round off the bat, I'm playing against two guys I was teammates with. Um, so we're pretty familiar with them. Uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named Glenn Rice Jr. He's on their team as well. So I also heard today that Dominique Rogers Cromartie, who was the sponsor slash booster of the team, will be lacing them up and playing with them. So, I mean, you're playing against a guy that played 10 plus years in the NFL as well. So that's, that's pretty cool, pretty cool little matchup. And um, like I've talked about, if you don't, if you don't win all the games, it doesn't really matter too much. So hopefully we can start off with a bang and get on a roll. So on one sense, you got guys that maybe know you on the other hand, you know them as well. And I know you're a competitor, so this is just actual more fuel for that fire. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent off the court. Buddy, buddy, um, great times, great teammates. But once that game starts and that ball's tipped up, we're going to war. Um, our goal is $1 million. A lot of Marshall alumni and fans put in a lot of support and money into this to try to help us out and help us put the best product available on the court. And uh, uh, we're going to war as soon as that first game tips off. Classic John Elmore trash talk. <laughs> I think that's a yes. I'm going to go with that to yes. Oh, for sure. No, no. They're, they're going to hear about it. I mean, I will probably talk a little more than I do, but I'll throw my jabs in there as well. Do you use him maybe as a distraction? I mean, I, I, he can play, but are you using him? They're looking at him as the trash talker, as you're, you're just going and taking advantage of that. Is that, that a strategy? You know, it just adds to our style of play, our system. Uh, we want to go out there and play as loose and freely as possible. And some guys, um, some guys get in the zone, get turned up a little bit when they start trash talking. And uh, hopefully it just doesn't turn up the other team. Hopefully we get in their head a little bit and they, they have to battle with that instead of playing a little bit better. So ideally the trash talk is beneficial. John Elmore, my guest, heard that TBT taking place Saturday. All right. Um, you know how social media is. Sometimes things just blow up. I, I need to know. Uh, I need some details on this uh, alleged John Elmore. Was it a 360? W- what's going on here? What's this dunk well, there about? Was, um, we were playing. We were scrimmaging yesterday. Fast break. Um, threw it up to me. I've been in the weight room like crazy here lately. Um, just, I mean, some people might even say I'm an athlete now. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's what I've heard. And a uh, little transition opportunity, rised up, dunked it. One of our guys tried to block it. Um, however, the bad news is the guy doing all our video and highlights was on his phone for the play. So it's almost like it never happened because we don't have any video evidence. But that's just that was my take on it. All right. I need to know who um... – Who'd you make a poster of? Or if you had that video and that photo, who'd you make a poster of? Oh, man. I can't, I can't put my guy out there, man. We're, we're on the same team. I dunked on him. He knows I dunked on him. But I'm not going to name drop, all right? 
I mean, come on, you, you got to do that. You have to. We need to know. Because if there was okay, video, was, we would have found it was, out. It was to Corey Williams. It was, I mean, great guy, great player, great teammate, but I got the better of him that round. See, that's just going to fire him up now. So you did him a, <laughs> you did him a favor. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It, it was all love, but I, I, I got the one up on him there. My guest, John Elmore, one of the all-time greats, Marshall basketball, Marshall athletics, heard that taking on Team DRC Saturday, high noon, the TBT on ESPN. Uh, before I let you go, anything you maybe you want to, uh, to mention we haven't touched on? I know there's a lot of people making this possible for you. Yeah, no, I just want to thank all our sponsors. Uh, I know even tonight our meal is sponsored and catered by Calamity J, so big shout-out to them. Um, they, awesome food, awesome place. Um, they do a lot for herd athletics. So thank you. Thank them for the support. And uh, hopefully everybody's getting their tickets. If not, go ahead and get them because we're going to need a big crowd and we'd love to have that home court advantage here for this, uh, this tournament. It's Saturday high noon, Charleston Coliseum. It's heard that taking on team DRC. Good luck, man. We'll see you soon. And um, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm talking to you on Tuesday because that means you got a game on Wednesday. Exactly, man. So I hope to see you at the game, too, and uh, we appreciate all the support. John Elmore, my guest, one of the all-time greats, Marshall Basketball, heard that getting ready for Team DRC and the TBT that's Saturday on ESPN. We have more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Wednesday, July 14th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As we get closer to football season, the preview articles are coming out, the breakdowns, all the usual stuff we do in the summer to get you ready for football or at least to have something to talk about. And today, CBS Sports coming out with their annual hot seat list. Conference USA, several coaches approaching the hot seat. Some are are locked. They're in good shape. And then others we just don't know about yet because, well, they're brand new. So this is what we do know. There are two coaches that are sitting at number one that have nothing to worry about. So actually, there's three. There are three coaches that have nothing to worry about. And there's one that, if things get better, they can stay with where they're at. Let's just break this down. Yeah, let's not try to analyze it right off the bat. Let's just break it down. We're going to go in alphabetical order here. We'll start with Charlotte. Will Heatley, two seasons, nine and ten. He went from untouchable at zero to one, safe and secure. He's not untouchable, but he's safe and secure. So you don't have to worry about anything. If you're Charlotte right now, you're Will Healy, you're good. You don't have to worry about that. No pressure. Here's where it gets interesting. Butch Davis at FIU. He, he's been at FIU for four seasons. He's 23 and 21. And previously, he was safe and secure. Number one. Again, it's zero to five, according to CBS. Zero meaning untouchable. Five, win or be fired. He was at one. He's jumped to three now. And that translates to pressure is mounting. And... Rightfully so. Butch Davis, a, a, a splashy hire for FIU. A name coming in, and you were hoping, if you're FIU, that he could come in and do some things. 
You saw what Lane Kiffin was able to do, and you were hoping for similar success with Butch Davis. Well, he's 23 and 21, four seasons, and he's jumped to three on the hot seat list. He's not there yet. He's not at four, but he's at three, and he jumped from one. So he's gone from safe and secure to pressure is mounting. And then you got a Willie Taggart, one season with FAU, five and four. He's sitting at number two right now. All good for right now. That's not bad. Two is good. He's all good. No problem so far. Then Skip Holtz, eight seasons at Louisiana Tech. He's 61 and 41. He was safe and secure at one. Now, it's just all good for now. Little change, moving up a little bit. All good for now. Not safe and secure, but he's moving up a little bit, trending up. And then you go to Marshall University and Charles Huff. Zero and zero, so he is safe and secure. Not untouchable, but safe and secure. I I would think a new coach would be untouchable for at least a season or two. But one, hey, zero or one, you're fine. Untouchable or safe and secure. It's not like you're Nick Saban here in zero, untouchable. And then Rick Stockstill, 15 seasons at Middle Tennessee. He's got a record of 94 and 92. And he was at number two, all good for now. He's trending upward. He's now at three. The pressure is mounting for Middle Tennessee and Rick Stockstill. And then we go to an interesting one here. North Texas. Seth Luttrell. Five seasons. He's, he's, he's even, 31 and 31. And he's solid at two. Nothing's changed. He's, he's at two. All good for now. He's not moving up. He's not moving down. He's, he's just all good for right now. And then Ricky Rain, no games played yet. So he is 0-0 zero and zero at Old Dominion, so he's at 1. Uh, Mike Bloomgren, three seasons at Rice with a 7-23 and 23 record. And he was at 2. All good for now. You've seen some improvement with Rice. So right now he's safe and secure. So he's trending down. You want to be. You want to be trending down. You want to be at 0-1, at worst 2. You want to be at worst 2. And that's where Mike is right now, moving down from 2-1. to one. So all good for now is pretty good. But safe and secure, that's where you want to be. And before we continue, this hot seat chart has been pretty spot on over the years. It's a pretty good measure of where these coaches are. It's not 100%, but it's pretty good. You could almost gamble with this thing. So we leave off with Rice, and we move now to Southern Miss and Will Hall. Will Hall? No games yet, so he's sitting at one. All good, right? All good at, at number one, safe and secure. See, I would think um, I would think all good would be good as well, but that's two. I, I want to be at one. Then you move down to UAB and Bill Clark. Now, technically, he has had five seasons, 40 and 22. But if you go with current team, the restart, 34 and 16, he is at zero. Untouchable. Bill Clark could run this conference for years with what he's been able to do. He has had tremendous success and an amazing turnaround. 
UAB was able to finally discover what it means when people care enough to bring your football program back and get the support you need. So great facilities coming up, a lot of great support. UAB, Bill Clark sitting at zero, untouchable. UTEP, Dana Dimmel, three seasons, 5-27. and 27. Things are moving in the right direction, though, for UTEP. Dana was at five, win or be fired. Things were not going well. And so he's moved down. Dana's moved down. Gone from five to four, which is start improving now. So you've got a sort of a, a respite here. You better start improving. You better make sure that there is a forward trajectory here. You got to start winning. Four is almost as bad as five, right, on this thing? I mean, five is basically, we're done. Four is like, okay, you got a little rope here. Which direction you go is dependent on you. And so UTEP, hot seat there at four with Dana Dimmel. And then Jeff Trailer comes in seven and five, UT San Antonio. Seven and five, that's moving you in the right direction. Last year when this thing came out, he was at number two. All good for now. It's all good. Moving in the right direction, down to safe and secure at one. And then finally, you got Western Kentucky. Tyson Helton, two seasons, 14 and 11. Now, I know they have some standards at at Western Kentucky. They have, believe me, aspirations for Western Kentucky football. Last season, Tyson, safe and secure. That's moving up now. Just to all good for now. Again, you want to be on a downward trajectory. Flat or downward. Two is not bad. All good for now. That's fine. You're you're good. You don't have to worry too much. You, you got to do your job. And, of course, if you continue to do your job, you're going to be at all good for now or safe and secure. When you start to get the three, that's when you start to worry. So if you're Butch Davis, you start worrying, especially in this chart, you jump from one to three. And also, if you're Rick Stock still, 15 years, 15 years, what's that get you? Some pressure is mounting. You expect a little bit more. He's had success. He's had consistency, but 94 and 92, that's not going to get it done. 15 seasons at Middle Tennessee. There's only so much that your consistency and your loyalty is going to get you. So he's moving up a little bit on the chart there. And, of course, if you're, you're Butcher Davis, I'm worried a little bit because I think you can move up a lot quickly, a lot quicker to win or be fired. And if you're Dana Dimmel, you, you got a lot in front of you. you still got to get going here because, again, 5-27, three seasons, 5-27, you start to show some improvement. So, okay. Maybe it's starting to pay off here. You're moving in the right direction. So maybe your pressure's off you a little bit, but you still get a win. And then, of course, pretty much the free passes go to Marshall, going to Old Dominion, going to Southern Miss for new coaches. The pass is there. 
And, of course, Rice making some improvements. So I don't know if there's a pass there, but you're, you're sitting at one. So the pass is there. Will Heatley sitting at Charlotte. The pass still there, but going from untouchable to one. Just maybe a, a transition from this guy's good. He's safe. He's secure. But nine and ten. If that doesn't improve, maybe he moves up the list a little bit. So I like these lists. They're fun to talk about. But that's where you're at right now. And again, if you're Nick Saban, you're untouchable. Charles Huff, he's sitting at one right now. Everybody loves him. He's winning social media. He's winning the 2022 recruiting class. He's doing the right things. Marshall hasn't played a game yet. We'll see what happens after Marshall plays a game. We'll see where you're at. That's going to be the big one. Where are you at after game number one? A lot of people think Marshall might win that. A lot of people are thinking maybe that's not going to be a win for the Thundering Herd. Whatever the case may be. He's sitting pretty right now at safe and secure, according to CBS and their hot seat list. That's the list. We'll come back and get you caught up on what happened last night and look ahead here on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment on today's edition of The Drive. Our phone lines this hour have been brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. If you're a Bobcat fan, some sad news today. Frank Solich stepping down in order to focus on his health. Longtime coach of the Bobcats. 16 seasons. I mean, that's an amazing run. 16 seasons. That includes 11 bowl appearances, four Mid-American Conference East titles, and even achieved a top 25 ranking. So Frank Solage did a tremendous job at Ohio. He has been in coaching for 55 years. He was a former Home Depot National Coach of the Year in 1999. Mac Coach of the Year in 2016. And he's going to be stepping down. He had six years at the University of Nebraska, won a Big 12 title there. And he's stepping down, wants to focus on his health. And so now, associate head coach and offensive coordinator Tim Albin is going to replace Solich, and he has agreed to a four-year contract. That is according to Ohio. And if you're not that familiar with Albin, spent the 2004 season as offensive coordinator and running backs coach at North Dakota State. Uh, they had a great start in their run in 1AA. So Ohio University seeing some changes on the football field. Last night, the All-Star game goes to the American League, beating the National League 5-2. That is now eight straight for the American League. The American League now has a 46-43-2 record all-time against the National League. And, of course, what was the big story last night? Well, if you were looking at my Twitter feed, it was the uniforms. And I wasn't as hateful towards them as some. I didn't love them. I think part of the reason why I didn't love them is because the National League had those white uniforms and the American had the blue. I thought the blue looked better than the white. Go for the red. If it would have been red and blue, that I think that would have worked a lot better. I, I didn't like the abbreviation of the team also behind the logo. A couple of tweaks, it would be fine. But again, 
according to my social media feed, that was the biggest thing with the All-Star game was those terrible, terrible uniforms. And, of course, the usual hate for Joe Buck. NBA Finals coming up tonight, Game 4. It's a 2-1 lead for Phoenix, but Milwaukee got the last game, trying to do it again to tie it up at two games apiece. It is in Milwaukee, so Milwaukee has an opportunity to force at least a Game 6. I picked the Bucks in 6. So here we are. It's Game 4. Three more games for Milwaukee. My pick is correct. Bucks in 6. I'm holding to that. I'm staying with that. Don't talk me out of it. It's my bet. I'm going with it. Bucks in 6. Write it down. Uh, I can't guarantee it, but I'm I'm taking the Bucks in six. Here we go. Going to take the Bucks in six. We'll have that for you tonight. It's a nine o'clock start on ABC. We'll have the broadcast a little earlier, beginning eight o'clock on ESPN ninety four point one at AM nine thirty, and on our sister station Cat Sports ninety three three and thirteen forty. So that's where we stand with that. We'll have baseball action starting back up soon with uh, the travel day. Players getting back to their respective teams, so looking forward to getting back to the start of the second half as we hurdle towards the conclusion of baseball and start ramping up for football. I'm excited. We're not that far away now. If you look at the calendar, we're definitely not that far away from football season. Again, we have a coach's list. Who's on the hot seat here? Charles Huff's sitting pretty. He's safe. He's secure. He doesn't have to worry anything right now. How long that lasts? I, I'm I'm not sure. How long does that last? He comes in the first year, wins the East Division, wins Conference USA title, gets this team into a bowl. Obviously, wins that. I don't want to say untouchable, but that's a good start. That seems to be the goal: East Division championship, overall Conference USA champion, bowl. Start worrying about 2022 and, and trying to go undefeated. Because how, however good it is this season, 2022, with a very high-talented recruiting class expected to make an impact. Like I said, Coach Huff is winning the battle of Twitter, winning the battle of 2022. And that's going to do it for this edition. And I also told him yesterday on Twitter, stop getting big after the show. Wait, you can, you can get big coming up to the show. We got big again yesterday. Stop that. At least give me the heads up that you're getting big so we can talk about it on the show. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow, and we'll do it all over again, and I appreciate you doing it every day with me right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.